Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. You could call it a speech for the ages. Delivered yesterday, President Russell M. Nelson, President of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, spoke to young people from the ages of 18 to 30 around the world in a worldwide devotional that was broadcast from the conference center here in Salt Lake City, Utah. And when I say a, a speech for the ages, uh, it was both because of the ages, the 97 and a half year old uh, President Russell M. Nelson, and again, inviting young people between the ages of 18 and 30, married and single alike, to come together uh, and to listen to some important messages. And these are messages that apply in so many different places and spaces, regardless of your faith tradition or even how old you are. I think uh, some of these lessons are for some of us that are maybe not between 18 and 30, but could still use some some real guidance in terms of who we are. Uh, I think this was also a speech for the ages because I do think it was one of the most significant messages that President Nelson has delivered during his four years as president of the Church of Jesus Christ. And so we're going to dip into that a little bit in the next two segments as we look at what he said, why he said it, how it applies to the world that we live in and the world that these young people are focused on. President Nelson began by talking about his long life and some of his experiences that give him some perspective that might be helpful to these young people. Let us talk about life. That's something with which I've had a little experience. I grew up during a Great Depression. I was a teenager during World War II. I have had several brushes with death. I've been to six continents many times and have yet to meet a people or culture that I did not find inspiring. I have also borne grief. And I've watched two precious daughters be slowly, painfully, and fatally consumed by cancer. And I have buried a magnificent wife, Dancel mother of our 10 children knowing that it is not good for a man to be alone I chose to marry again I married another remarkable woman dear Wendy President Nelson uh, did joke about his age and the the age gap uh, between him and those who were listening again not just here locally but uh, around the world in short 
I have lived a long time. And at this point, I have stopped buying green bananas. I love that President Nelson can uh, can poke a little fun of that. He went on to uh, poke a little fun about uh, how old Adam was, how old Noah was. Uh, but it was interesting to me, this is something that we have noticed in President Nelson over his uh, tenure as President of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, is that he has kind of gone counter to many as they get older. His wife, Wendy, who also spoke uh, at the Worldwide Devotional last night, gave some, gave some uh, incredible questions for young people to ponder and consider. Uh, one time, Wendy Nelson commented that while many people, as they get older, spend more time looking backwards and remembering the past, as President Nelson has gotten older, he has become absolutely obsessed with the future. And I think that is one of the reasons why he connects, even at 97 and a half years of age, to young people in a really extraordinary way. President Nelson went on to tell the young people uh, watching and in attendance that in order to prepare for the future, they needed to understand three very important truths. You need to understand three fundamental truths that will help you prepare your future course. First, know the truth about who you are. Second, know the truth about what Heavenly Father and His Son have offered you. And third, know the truth related to your conversion. President Nelson, uh, in talking about that identity, such an important thing in terms of how we identify ourselves, what that means. He began by sharing a, a, an experience with his wife, Wendy, and her collection of clothes with various identities and logos. In 2006, when I married Wendy, I was in for several surprises, most of them quite wonderful. One of those surprises was the number of clothing items she owned that displayed a logo. Universities from which she graduated, places she had traveled and so forth. Whenever she wore one of those items, I teased her by saying, who are you advertising today? (laughs) She invited me to, to, to join in the fun. Labels can be fun and indicate your support for any number of positive things. Many labels will change for you with the passage of time. And not all labels are of equal value. But if any label replaces your most important identifiers, the results can be spiritually suffocating. President Nelson talked about those labels, those identifiers that uh, we have, that we place on ourselves, and those that others might place on us, uh, and just how that can be, as he said, spiritually suffocating if we're not careful, that all labels are not created equal. They don't all have equal value. Uh, And in a moment that I thought was uh, a message for the ages truly, for all of us, President Nelson, again, remember, this is the president of a worldwide church, uh, went through and ranked 
his labels in order of importance. For example, if I were to rank in order, the designation set could be applied to me. I would say, first, I am a child of God. I'm a son of God. Then, a son of the covenant. Then, a disciple of Jesus Christ and a devoted member of his restored church. Next would come my honored titles as a husband and father, an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. All other labels that have applied to me, such as medical doctor, surgeon, researcher, professor, lieutenant, captain, PhD, American, and so forth fall somewhere down the list. Uh, That is such a stunning statement. Uh, Ranking in order those designations that he started with a child of God, son of the covenant, a disciple of Jesus Christ and member of that church, then husband, father, those uh, important titles, and then, then his current role. uh, As an apostle and president of the church of Jesus Christ. And then that he laid out all of the other titles that he has had over an extraordinary lifetime and an incredible career as doctor, surgeon, researcher, professor, lieutenant, Ph.D., American, and so on, that all of those are so far down the list. And the fact that he would identify those, those labels, those uh things that he identifies himself as, I think was such an important message, especially for the young people. And we're going to dive into this a little more in the next segment in terms of this world that we live in where those labels tend to divide us politically along a host of other lines. Uh, But I want to hit one other thing before we we go to break, and that is that President Nelson, with that framing, uh, with those labels that he thinks are most important, those identities that are most important, He asked the young people of the world a very important question. Now let us turn the question to you. Who are you? First and foremost, you are a child of God. Second, as a member of the church, you are a child of the covenant. And third, you are a disciple of Jesus Christ. Tonight, I plead with you not to replace these three paramount and unchanging identifiers with any others, because doing so could stymie your progress or pigeonhole you in a stereotype that could potentially thwart your eternal progression. I I think that's so instructive. Uh, to never let other identifiers get in the way of those primary identifiers. Uh, Because if we do, if we let other labels or other titles get in the way, it can stymie our progress, pigeonhole us in places, put us as uh, stereotypes, and thwart our progression. Uh, President Nelson gave examples of the kind of constraints that come with certain labels that we often give ourselves and we definitely apply to others. For example, 
if you are identified mainly as an American, those who are not American may think, I know everything there is to know about you and attribute erroneous beliefs to you. If you identify yourself by your political affiliation, you will instantly be categorized as having certain beliefs. Though I don't know anyone who believes everything that their preferred political party presently embraces. We're going to continue and stay with the question here in terms of those identifiers and do we allow labels and identifiers to create division, to separate us, or to unite us and to give us expanded vision. We're going to continue the conversation. Stay with us. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Roy Matheson. We're staying with the question just a little bit longer today. I referenced earlier a speech for the ages, uh, not just for the age groups. Uh, Ninety-seven and a half-year-old President Russell M. Nelson of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints gave a worldwide devotional last night for young people ages 18 to 30. Uh, he and his wife, Wendy W. Nelson, uh, spoke and, and gave really extraordinary insight uh, I think not just for the young people, uh, but for every people uh, of every faith persuasion, of every background, uh, everywhere in the world, as he talked about identity and what that really is and how we often let labels and logos and identifiers uh, get in between us and the things that actually matter most and our true identity, our divine DNA. And I want to go back. President Nelson gave this example of the kind of constraints that come with certain labels that we either place on others or that we take ourselves. For example, if you are identified mainly as an American, those who are not American may think, I know everything there is to know about you and attribute erroneous beliefs to you. If you identify yourself by your political affiliation, you will instantly be categorized as having certain beliefs. Though I don't know anyone who believes everything that their preferred political party presently embraces. Next, President Nelson went on to discuss isms and how isms are incredibly limiting. Labels can lead to judging and animosity. Any abuse or prejudice towards another because of nationality, race, sexual orientation, gender, educational degrees, culture, or other significant identifiers is offensive to our maker. Uh, I think that is such a, a true statement that those identifiers are powerful uh, and they can be powerful in a negative way when they divide us, when they restrict our curiosity or how we think about each other and often get in the way from real conversations where we find what unites us and what we can actually do together. President Russell M. Nelson said that certain labels will lead to judgment and prejudice and that that is offensive to God. There are various labels that may be very important to you, of course. Please do not misunderstand me. 
I'm not saying that other designations and identifiers are not significant. I am simply saying that no identifier should displace, replace, or take priority over these three enduring designations, child of God, child of the covenant, and disciple of Jesus Christ. Any identifier that is not compatible with these three basic designations will ultimately let you down. President Nelson uh, continued on uh, and uh, said that uh, the worldly labors, labels uh, just simply cannot give us the wisdom and the vision that we actually need. Worldly identifiers will never give you a vision of who you can ultimately become. They will never affirm your divine DNA or your unlimited divine potential. Because there is a grand plan of salvation authored by Heavenly Father, does it not stand to reason that you also have a divine destiny? Make no mistake about it. Your potential is divine. With your diligent seeking, God will give you glimpses of who you may become. President Nelson also discussed in the course of his address, again, an address that delivered in a worldwide devotional to young people ages 18 to 30 around the world. And as he talked not only about these labels and identifiers and making sure we keep those first identifiers first in our lives and not allow all the other identifiers, those that create division, uh, those that create distrust, that uh, we also need to make sure we're, we're looking to the right sources uh, as we try to navigate life. And obviously for 18 to 30 years, 30 year olds, that's an important phase where schooling takes place, where uh, careers begin, where families begin. And he talked about this idea that we have to be careful uh, that we don't allow influencers uh, on social media to influence us just because they're influencers, uh, because we don't know what's going on in their life and their world. And so that we have to kind of do our own math and our own work uh, when it comes to really figuring out who we are, what we believe, uh, and how we're going to live that and how we're going to live with others who are different than we are. And that's such an important part of, of that process. President Nelson uh, talked about what he believes that true identity is and how it can impact each of us. I believe that if the Lord were speaking to you directly tonight, the first thing he would make sure you understand is your true identity. My dear friends, you are literally spirit children of God. You have sung this truth since you learned the words to, I am a child of God. But is that eternal truth imprinted on your heart? Has this truth rescued you when confronted with temptation? I fear that you may have heard this truth so often that it sounds more like a slogan than divine truth. And yet, the way you think about who you really are affects almost every decision you will ever make. 
Again, that's President Russell M. Nelson, President of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, yesterday in a worldwide devotional for those 18 to 30 years of age. And it was a an address for the ages. I, I found myself reflecting on what President Nelson had said and how it doesn't just apply to 18 to 30-year-olds and how it also doesn't just apply to members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It applies to everyone. If you look at so many of the problems that we face in the world, uh, so much of the division, so much of the anger and hate, the fear and the frustration, even some of the tragedies that we've seen over the weekend uh, are things that are inspired by hate that usually begin with a label, with identifying someone as being part of this group or that group, uh, rather than recognizing all as children of God, divine potential. Uh, and so making sure we don't get in our own way with our own labels and keeping the first labels first. Uh, a speech for the ages, a message for the ages from one who seems to be ageless. President Russell M. Nelson of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Great insight, a great perspective, worth going back and taking a listen today as well. That wraps up hour number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. We'll be back after Top of the Hour News. Utah's choice for 100 years. 15-day plan to slow the spread. The name will be changed. It will not be Tim Haven. Major combat operations in Iraq have ended. We're the station for breaking news, traffic and weather together, and conversation about important stories. KSL FM Midvale. KSL Salt Lake City. Thank you for 100 years of trust. From KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.